Hello, friends, and welcome to one of my favorites podcast. My name is Kelly Scheel, and I am the host of this show where I share the stories of some of my favorite people and how they have impacted my life. October has been an exceptionally busy and amazing month. Yes, I turned 50 this month, but earlier in the month, I attended the Christian Community Development Association Conference in Cincinnati. This is the second year I attended, and I was so moved by the worship and so inspired by learning more about the work individuals and organizations are doing to help communities thrive. Since it was also in my hometown, I had the chance to meet some of the people you've met on my podcast. I got to see my second mom, Debbie, from episode 14, and my lifelong buddy, Jenny, from episode 1. I drove back to Chicago the day before the marathon to go to the Marathon Expo, which is one of my favorite things about a race. There, you get to pick up your bib number and your packet, you take tons of pictures, and also go to different booths learning about new running products and gear. I typically spend a bunch of money, but this year I wasn't too bad. October 8th was the Chicago Marathon, and today's episode breaks down the race. My guest today is my dear friend, Robin Carlson. Robin and I met in 2017 through World Vision, and we have run hundreds of miles together over the years. This year, we ran the bulk of our group training runs together, and on October 8th, together, we ran new best times. Robin is a physical therapist in the Chicago area and just one of the easiest people to be around. So pull up a chair and listen in to today's conversation with one of my favorites. Well, hi, Robin. Thank you so much for joining me on my podcast today. Thank you for asking me, Kelly. It is so fun. We are sitting here recording a week after we both just had our personal best time in the Chicago Marathon. How are you feeling? I'm feeling just absolutely wonderful compared to last week at this time when we were hobbling along after the finish line towards our tent. I know we had just finished. It's two o'clock now on Sunday, and we finished right right before one right o'clock. Before one. Mm-hmm. So I think we were back in the tent. I think we were sitting in the compression boots. Oh, those were wonderful. That was awesome. That was a new thing that World Vision brought this year to if you were a legacy runner or if you had run 10 years, which you have, um, they, you got to use these compression boots. It yes. was a treat. It was a treat. They called it the gray and the green zone. They say it was for the color of the jerseys, but I was wondering if it was for how we looked after the marathon. (laughs) I I was feeling a little gray. Were you feeling green? Yeah, a little bit, but you know, (laughs) it was great. It was great. So Robin and I this year, well, we met in 2017 uh, through World Vision. I really don't think our lives would have crossed at all without World Vision. For sure, not in the same way. Not in the same way. And just... We met that first year I started running, and you had been running since what year? 2012. Oh, so you were like already a longtime runner by the yes. time I jumped in. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, so 2012, and you've run every year since then? Yeah, it was going to be one and done, but that hasn't happened yet. All right, we're going to talk more about that for mm-hmm. sure, about your why. 
But yeah, when we met in 2017, uh, we ran a little bit together over the years. Um, we've, I think the first marathon I ran was with you and Amy Meyer. That's right. And um, I think you guys left me in the dust because you had such endurance and I was, it was a really hot year. And I remember I finished quite a bit after you that, that first year. Huh. I don't remember it quite that way about leaving anybody in the dust. <laughs> I think I was walking a lot, a lot. So I, that first year, I think my marathon was like five hours and 20 minutes. Okay. And my goal that year was just finish. Finish. Yeah. And I've had different goals over this the years, but this year you and I early in training said mm -hmm. we want to do 4:30. Mm -hmm. And what was our result? Well, you absolutely hit 4:30, and I was just about 90 seconds after you. I was at 4:31. I know we ran though. I think 20 about 25 miles together. Yes. And then I had this little umph inside of me. That's right. And said, I think I can hit it. That's right. And I picked it up just a little bit. That was and great. I really didn't even tell you, which wasn't a very good, very good friend thing. No, to no, do. no. But we had agreed prior to that that if one of us felt that they needed to go faster, just to do that and not not feel bad about it, which was great. Yeah. So this was your thirteenth marathon. Yes. 13th marathon, all Chicago. No, you've run New York also. I ran New York, and then one of the years wasn't an official Chicago because it was our Pomoja year yes. with COVID. Yes. But I count that as a marathon because it was a marathon. I absolutely count it in absolutely. my list of marathons. It mm -hmm. was 26 miles, and we trained. That was such a special year, actually. One of my favorites. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about, let's debrief, break down okay. this year's marathon. So we arrived at the tent and it was a really cool day. Do you recall, we were just talking about that you were checking the weather every five seconds. Do Absolutely. you remember what, when you left your house, what the weather was? I think it was like 44 degrees, something like that. 44 degrees. Yeah. And for those who don't run, um, it's really important before a run to be warm. Mm -hmm. And so what did you have on when you came to the tent? I had, so I went to Goodwill a few days before because after running so many marathons, I've depleted my own store of extra clothing and all my friends' clothes uh, or storage of extra clothing so that, you know, you could put something on before the marathon so that when you're just about to start, you throw it all off and uh, they collect it for all the homeless shelters in the city. But so I had on sweatpants over my running capris and I had um, two layers of warmer clothes on top and a hood and yeah I think that was a it. Hat. Yeah. yeah it's good. Mm -hmm. I came, what did you have on? I came to the tent dressed as a giraffe and a lot of people <laughs> have seen pictures and said did you wear that? I a few years ago had um, found at Goodwill a dinosaur onesie and it was mm -hmm. a cool day much like last Sunday and I was so warm like it was just the best everyone else was shivering and saying how cold they were and I was like I am just perfectly great well you know I haven't seen a giraffe shiver so I think you're in good you're I, in good I know. place yeah so then yeah so Saturday night when we were at our team dinner I was lamenting the fact I didn't have that dinosaur outfit and I was on the way home and I thought you know I think Parker had a onesie like that and it might still be under my house and so I got home and pulled it out and once again I yeah I stayed warm and there was no shivering and it was orange and it was orange yellow and orange 
So yeah. I was very dressed for the team. That's right. And yeah, it was fun. It was fun. A lot of people have asked if I ran in it, and the answer is no. I just wore it, and then I left it for um, some people who might need to dress up like a giraffe sometime. That's right. Maybe for Halloween. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Who knows? Okay, so we show up at the starting line, and we started about what time? Well, my our, our, I think our time was at 8.27. That was our start time. That was our start actually. time. But we were in the porta potty line for about 45 minutes, and that was really, really nerve-wracking. Yeah, that's something you don't really think about, like with a marathon. But it's – well, you think about it a lot if you're a runner. But it's important to make sure you've – Use the bathroom, and those lines do not move no. at the marathon. Mm-mm. Yeah, we stood a long time, long line, and we weren't sure if we were going to even make our wave. Right. We knew they would let us run, but we weren't sure about what. We walked up to the back of our wave. Yeah. Yeah, and then we 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 were just flying by people. We were. So we were we passed them all. That's we, right. In the end. <laughs> Not really. So was this the start of this race any different than the other ones you've run? No, not really. It wasn't. It was It was just, I, I think I was just kind of steeled for we're going to be nice and steady through this. And yeah. I think we accomplished that. We did. It was really a well-executed race. And I credit a lot of that to you because I feel like I sometimes get a little um, excited and start going out too fast. And you were like, nope. We're not, we're not picking it up yet, Kelly. We're not picking it up. And so I was able to maintain. I've never at the end been able to run all of it at the end. And I had a lot of my fastest mile was our, my last two miles. That's right. So I was excited about that. Yep. Yeah. Um, the weather stayed amazing for the entire race. Mm-hmm. It was in the 50s, I think, was the high yeah. and overcast. Yeah, a little bit of sun, but that was about it. Yeah, it was perfect. And then, yeah, we... Walked through the water stations. Some of them. And then... Well, some, some of them, you're right. We did. Yeah, some of them we skipped. And we, no porta potty breaks. That was the amazing part. That really was amazing. Four and a half hours, no potty break. And we were drinking a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. I was drinking Gatorade at almost every stop. Yeah. So... And then didn't you tell me you still didn't go to, you didn't find a bathroom until like five o'clock that day? Right. Until I got home. Yeah. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. That's crazy. Those are those nice little inside stories that you just don't broadcast to everybody, but. But now we do. On a podcast, it's okay. On a podcast, it's okay. (laughs) It's things you just never knew about running. That's (laughs) right. Well, uh, was there anything, like what was the high of the whole run for you? I think the high was not. Um, petering out and not stopping to walk for any extended period of time because I had not had that ever before. I hadn't either. Yeah. Yeah, that was really different. I thought the crowds this year were exceptional. Yeah. Like, I, I remember, it felt like New York. You and I have both run New York, although different years, and I remember the crowds in New York. Just there was never a spot where it was just, there, there weren't people on the side and that's how Chicago felt this year to me yeah it really did feel feel great and I think part of that is because we started in wave two versus wave three and um maybe because we were running at a decent pace so there were maybe more people out I don't know that's what I was thinking and maybe people are just excited after the whole uh pandemic uh experience that they're gathering in crowds again a little bit more yeah. But it was great. Even crossing over 
the Eisenhower, there were many, many more people that were making the our route pretty narrow. So I felt like, wow, they're really enclosing on our race path here. Yeah, it was. It felt really crowded. Yeah. In fact, I and I, I I credit that's a lot like New York was for me too. I ran that with Kathy, and we mm. tried to run together quite a bit, but she was always right ahead of me. Uh-huh. And um, but we we weren't able to talk because it was just the crowds were cheering. There were so many people on the path, and I felt a little bit that way with you and I. We were. We just couldn't get into our, our usual conversation yeah. like we do on a training run. It's emboldening, though, because there's so many people cheering you on, and it it really does make a difference. Because I feel like when there's nobody around and you know, you're starting to feel bad about yourself in certain ways and you're thinking this is a really long way, but you've got people who are cheering you on and it really, you don't want to stop. Yeah, you're totally right. And it's fun too, um, that they're calling our names. One thing World Vision encourages all of its runners to do is to put their name on their jersey. And so I I heard lots of go Robins and go Kellys and I must've been running by another Kelly because I think a few times I was like, I don't think they're really even looking at me, but it was always fun to hear somebody cheering for you by name. Absolutely. Yeah. So one of my favorite stories from our past running, um, I think the first marathon, is you love to be encouraged by music. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And so you sometimes will be say, hey, do you know this old hymn? Um, I can't remember. Is there one that comes to mind that you have used as an encouragement, like just when you're running the race? Well, the one that I always usually bring out is um, one of the verses of May the Mind of Christ our Savior. So may I run the race before me, strong and brave to face the foe, only looking unto Jesus as I onward go. So I would sing that, you know, a couple times during our training, longer training runs or the race, and usually you would accept that okay. Well, it's, um, I mean, it's a great text. Oh, it's great. Yeah. It's like one of the best. So I know I need to find a, I need to learn that song. It's a great one to memorize because each of the verses is just so encouraging. Mm -hmm. I need to find that one. May the love of Jesus fill me as the waters fill the sea. I mean, they're just really great words. Did you feel like this time, I I did not feel like I ever hit a wall like I have in the past, like I cannot go any further. Did you feel that at all this time? No, no. In fact, I think I just told you that I I felt like I could probably go faster, but um, my hamstrings were yelling at me, so I I didn't want those to blow on Mount Roosevelt. (laughs) Yeah, I know. For those of you who don't know the course in Chicago, the last... 800 meters probably there's a long it feels like a long hill it's really not that long but that's the first time I've made it all the way up running like Um, normally I get about halfway and oh I need to walk yeah Uh, but I ran it and then I ran down the finish chute so that was pretty fun so well we did something different this year in our training uh we went with more of a um interval model I don't think that was really your intention but I talked you into it (laughs) 
<laughs> I was along for the ride or the we run. We were along for the ride and we weren't really sure it was going to work, but it did. So we kind of made it up along the way. Um, World Vision has a base training that's built in that way where it's mm-hmm. a run, walk, you know, run two minutes, walk a minute, and then it gradually increases the run three, four to a minute uh, run walk ratio and then eventually they want you to be just running but we continued to do that and a lot of that was for my knee I've had a lot of knee issues in the past and I was feeling like I wasn't having much pain because and I think it's because I was changing up the movements a little bit so our plan going into the marathon was to run eight minutes and to walk 45 seconds and I think we did that plan like twice, twice. in the whole race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then we said, no, we're going to skip this one. We're, we're feeling good. And so um, our good friend Amy Moran would have, might have given us a lecture about that. She wanted us we to stick been to the plan. But she was super happy that we hit our goal. So that was fun. Yeah. Um, as a, you're, we're going to step back and talk a little bit about your job. But everyone should know you are a physical therapy therapist. Mm-hmm. Is there anything to that from a body perspective, like the change in movement? Does that help help people? Sure, it makes you use your muscles in a little bit different way. Um, so if you're getting more of a tendonitis, then that probably would interrupt that road down to tendonitis because you're changing up the movement. But I, I think it's also really good for your heart mm. because your running's hard on your... Um, on your heart rate so if you take 45 seconds to to let that come down I mean that's a nice little interval to let you calm down and then you know you ramp it back up again so I think that honestly on a longer race our training really probably was better in that regard where you look at your Garmin and it tells you that your heart rate just continually goes up the entire time when you do the intervals it kind of stems that tide so I think that's helpful for both sorts of yeah aspects Hmm. We should so well done. We should write a book about it or something. <laughs> oh, sure. How we uh, helped our hearts and our knees <laughs> and finished our marathon goal. That's funny. Well, let's um, let's talk a little bit about your past, your your life story. Oh, um, this is, you know, as you know, kind of a gift to myself for my birthday is capturing the stories of people who have really impacted my life. And I've had such a privilege of getting to know you as we've run so many miles together, mostly on the, the trails of training. Mm-hmm. Um, but just really, I remember we did our 20 miler together, maybe our, my first or second year. So. We were in the city. We've done it a few times. Yeah. Um, but I remember really learning about your work now um, in wound care. Um, <laughs> And being like, hmm, this is an interesting topic for a run. <laughs> but if you wouldn't mind just sharing a little bit about your story, like where you grew up and how you got into PT and what you're doing now. Well, I grew up not too far from here in LaGrange. So I have not strayed far from where I grew up. Uh, lived in Brookfield for a little bit and uh, owned a home in Berwyn for 21 years. And then now I live in the city in the South Loop. And um, so now I'm not too far from the start of the Chicago Marathon, but um, I found Christchurch as a church home in probably around 2011 or so, 2010 to 2011, but I didn't really get involved much. Um, And um, then through, uh, 
through the invitation of Rusty Funk, um, Mr. Royal Vision, at the front of the church, he said, how about if you want a challenge, just just try, just join, join and just try running a marathon and not have it change your life. So that was my entry into the marathon world. That was in 2012. 2012, yeah. 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 But um, I... I knew when I was growing up, even in high school, I was thinking of being come, being a physical therapist. And I didn't want to go to medical school. I thought it was too much schooling. and But I knew I wanted to do something with people in the medical field. So I just kind of always had that vision of becoming a PT. But I had zero interest. I didn't even know about the field of wound care. But um, that kind of morphed itself into a career path um, in a few of the different jobs I had, I worked at County Hospital and worked in the burn unit, and um, we had 50% of our caseload as wound care patients, mm-hmm. even as an outpatient PT at County. We would call them human bites that would come in on Monday morning, and that was whoever got in a fight in the bars on Saturday night. They would come in with hand wounds from punching somebody, and you know, just different kinds of things that you would never really envision treating as a PT, but um, it just, it morphed into that. I was actually doing home care and there was a nurse who needed help doing wound care. And um, so I thought, well, I'll I'll try and help out in that regard. And um, between that uh, friendship and partnership, I um, started uh, a business with uh, that nurse and that was almost 25 years ago. Wow. Which I never, ever would have wanted to do to own my own business. So sometimes you get surprised by where you end up. Oh, we we heard a little bit about that in church this morning, I think. (laughs) Yes. That's funny. Well, and so what is um, your favorite part just about... I think I know the answer to this, but about what you do. I mean, so you you go, you have an office, but you also go into people's homes and still do the home care um, and taking care of people. Yeah, so three days a week I'm in a clinic where people come to me. Uh, One of those is in a hospital. And then um, two days a week I usually go out and see people in their homes where the wounds live Mm -hmm. and people who cannot get out. Um, The favorite part is just um, getting to know the patients. It really is. I've just when so when we do wound care it's usually chronic wound care it's not fresh wounds because those are easily more easily healed but the chronic wounds are usually a result of many chronic conditions either within the patient or outside the patient so Mm -hmm. whatever might um, happen uh, that creates chronic issues that cannot easily be solved so um those are our patients, and usually wounds are the results of all these different things happening and uh, deconditioning. And so it's you've almost kind of got to go through a little CSI of why the wound is there <laughs> and kind of uh, help it to meet all those different circumstances to try and turn it around. So it's in that turning around of the wound and the patient that you get to know a lot of their challenges. And I've met so many wonderful, wonderful people through that. Mm. Mm. That's what I thought you were going to say. Oh, well, good. Yeah, I thought it would be not actually taking care of the wound, but taking care of but the But that person. is really cool. I have to tell you. <laughs> it is really cool. If you want to just look at my phone, you can see the just the really cool pictures of 
those wounds healing. So that's, you know, that's a nice. Yeah, the body is an amazing thing. It is. Yeah, I am always amazed at how, yeah, how things come, wounds especially heal, and how many times, uh, I think I've shared with you, I'm sure I have, um, that, you know, my mother-in-law just turned 89, and she has such thin skin, as, as happens to most of us as we age. And so many times she'll even just bump into a door and the skin will be broken, Mm -hmm. but how that it heals with proper treatment. It's, it's really amazing. Yeah. And I think that's her, she's just the closest up I've seen in my life. Sure. Well, just think of how your muscles felt last Monday. They didn't feel very good. Well, right. And now (laughs) they feel fine, right? Yeah. So that's just the same thing with wounds. You know, you, you, it's a tissue repair thing. So. Well, one of the things, um, I, this ties in so nicely to that, but, um, I call you sometimes pastor Robin on our team because, um, just like taking care of people who have wounds, sometimes the people we run with, I've been one of them at times, we, we all carry wounds, right? We all Mm -hmm. carry hurt. And one of the great gifts you've given to me has just been a listening year and also just such sound advice or just kind of just empathy. And I think that's a, that's a gift that we get to give to one another while we run together. I think for me, that's one of the reasons I keep coming back to running with our team is this chance to meet new people mm. <laughs> and, um, and meet people where they are, you yeah. know, and, and to be able to love on people as people have loved on me. Yeah. Um, that's how about for you? Like, what's what's the reason you keep saying yes for 13 years? I'm... Yeah, that's a very reciprocal feeling. That's for sure. Um, it is. Um, well, my my original reasons for coming out for World Vision um, were because I didn't really know anybody in the church. Yeah. Same and, with me. Yeah. And I I thought, well, this would be a nice thing and if I get hurt then I won't run because I even as a PT I had the the misconception that it was going to be difficult on my knees and difficult on my joints and things like that but now now the research backs that up that if you do run and don't have any anomalies that happen with your joints prior to running that you can actually strengthen your joints that's just my little you know, public service announcement, but, um, no, but the reason I, I went out and the reason that I continue to come out is because I did not know anybody. And I thought, well, this might be a nice place to form some relationships. And, um, I have been just overjoyed with the, the amount of, uh, just really solid friendships that I've made through this. And also the variety of people I've met, the demographic was you know it's from high schoolers to senior citizens and i i mean those are the people that i've run with and i would not have gotten to know them if i hadn't been running yeah i say the same thing all the time yeah because when in our in our world these days when do you get uh, a block of time that you set aside to get to know other people and just talk with them Mm -hmm. because our long runs should be time that we can actually form a sentence and and talk and and listen. Um, so it's just it's really a gift of time. Yeah, it really and the consistency of showing up too yeah. is I think what makes it different. Although I will say I've had a few times very very vivid memories and conversations 
of running with a person one time, yeah. but for a chunk of time, like you said, yeah. for like a one or two hour chunk yeah. where someone has really spoken into my life. Yeah. Um, the deeper friendships like mine with yours have been the consistently showing up, right. you know, week after week, month after month, year after year, yeah. um, and being able to go on the journey together. Yeah. Well, it's something where you are doing something difficult mm-hmm. and you're sharing it with other people who are also finding it difficult so you have a space where you can talk about other difficult things as well mm-hmm. so that's good it is a gift and sometimes you just have to yeah fill the fill the miles <laughs> the hours <laughs> with, with random talk and that's stories right. we always say what what's said on the trail stays on the trail right <laughs> and it's it's also a time sometimes where people feel like they can self-disclose of mm-hmm. things that have no relationship to running and that's been so valuable too just to be able to to be there to listen to other people mm-hmm. as well as to um speak whatever is on my heart and yeah yeah yeah, we've shared a few of those moments yes, we have. together, um, which is how you've been coined Pastor Robin. Because I you, think you, you might be the only person that would say that. I don't that. know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, you've you've been a um, a great voice to people, and I'm including in my life, just really been able to care for me in a special way. So thank oh, you. That's very gracious. Um, so are you signed up for next year? Well, I understand somebody named Kelly Shield has already opened the page for next year. <laughs> I have. Um, I'm not signed up I, yet. I, I'm also signed up because I opened the page. Oh, I nice. Didn't, I didn't realize that was a prerequisite that in order to open the page for our team, you were signing yourself up. So well, that's I probably pers- purposeful by World Vision. <laughs> yes, yes. I They'll do so. anything to sign you up. Yeah. How many sure. t-shirts of uh, World Vision do you have right now? Oh, gosh. I mean, no idea. How about you? Oh, it's it. Some of them are so bare that they're torn, um, but um, I, you know, t-shirts are the love language of World Vision. So yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> they a lot of t-shirts. That's right. For every occasion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. Um, but I still get so excited when some swag item is mailed to my house, whether That's right. it's a cheap little bracelet or a t-shirt or anything um yeah a jacket so it's always really fun to receive another item to promote our charity that we both love absolutely what do you love about world vision we've missy and i talked a little bit about that on the last episode Mm -hmm. um we talked a lot about her work with world vision but what do you love about them and their work You've had a chance to go to the field, too. Yes. So in 2015. Talk about that a little bit. Oh, that was fantastic. So um, there are so many needs in this world, mm-hmm. both near and far. And um, it's just um, very impactful. I see the sign on your wall in your office here, Act Justly, Love, Mercy, and Walk Humbly, from Micah 6-8. And it's just, um, I think that World Vision really um, walks the talk. And so serving needs of these kids that normally you don't meet, but I was able to meet one of my sponsored kids Mm. in Kenya and in Bartabwa. And that was just really, really special. And the fact that you can change a a child's life uh, just by sponsoring, you know, for $50 where they aggregate the money for the community. And it, it literally changes their health. It changes their education. It changes their families ability to to work and to uh, 
be healthy. It's just, it is a real difference. And mm-hmm. to see that difference and to know that it's palpable, it's, not, it's just not pie in the sky sort of thing. So um, I just love the organization. Yeah, I do too. And I think, you know, we both said we, we first started running for other reasons, right? For sure. Like to meet people in the church. Yeah. But then to um, have our eyes really opened and our hearts open to the, the greater need. Yeah. Um, not just for community with one another, but also community in the larger world yes. and globe. Um, and to get to be a part of that, it's such a, a real privilege. Mm-hmm. So, well, is there anything that we haven't talked about that you wanted to talk about today? I don't think that there is. <laughs> We've left it all on the trail. Trust me, we have covered a lot of ground out there. Well, I, I, of course I can, you are a perfect example of, of why I love running with World Vision because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, just to, to be invited into your world and, um, you know, there's no judgment on the running trail either. And, um, so it's just, it's a nice bare bones way to get to know people. And you are one of the crown jewels of, of our team. And I'm just so appreciative to have the time with you. Same, same here. Well, to end our time, I like to make it really light and we play a little round of the favorite game. And I think we'll focus on, well, we'll focus on two things, running and wound care. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Isn't that exciting? How random. You guys, uh, I need to tell you that Robin, one of the highlights of this season was the day that she had her brother-in-law show up at the end of a long run. I think it was like an 18 mile run. It was a long, long run. We were sweaty and gross. And he showed up to meet us at the end of the trail so that she could take care of his wound. Mm -hmm. That was awesome. It was like a pop-up clinic. I just happened pop-up to pop-up clinic. <laughs> I just happened to have four chairs in my back seat and so yeah, so we just put the chairs out in the parking lot. It was uh, awesome. I have a the... picture <laughs> and I'm going to keep it forever. That was fun. So, that was fun. Um okay, so let's talk about running first. Okay. Do you have a favorite running shoe that you like to wear? Oh, it is aptly named. It's called the GTS or the Go To Show Go To Shoe. Is that what it really stands for? G- well, I that's what Brooks tells me. So it's a Brooks Adrenaline GTS. And I've run in those. They've always been comfortable for me. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So I've I, never varied from that. I did not know GTS st- stood for go to shoe. I believe at least that's what Brooks tells me. Yes. Well, I mean, they're the maker. So yeah. <laughs> I, they told you that. That must be right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good to know. Do you have a favorite um, running goo or like nutrition item yeah so salted caramel goo that is my favorite it's got caffeine it's got obviously some sugar and it tastes good how many of those do do you take during the marathon you know i am happy to say i only took three so i took it at six and 12 and 18 and then i had some banana and um some some Gatorade. Um, that was unusual for you to drink Gatorade. I know, but I felt like I really needed the electrolytes yeah. quickly, so I mixed that with some water. So that was good. But um, yeah, I was I was shocked that I didn't need more than that. But three goos is about all I can do. 
I know that whenever I've had four or five, I, I can almost not get it down. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. I'd like to branch out, but I don't practice branching out. So nothing new on race day, you know. I know. I'm going to try something new this next season. So maybe you can try it with me. Kathy has put me on to this Martins, I think, but it doesn't have flavor. Okay. Is it so, a powder? No, it's like a goo. It's like a gel. Huh. We're going to try it. Well, how could I look forward to it if it doesn't have flavor? Well, I know, but then you won't get sick of the flavor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Do you have a favorite running accessory? Well, I I do try to match, which is very um, un me from my normal world, as people would say probably. <laughs> but I I try to match my socks with my uh, jersey with my headband. Now my headband oh. is absolutely probably my most um, my most required sort of accessory. And why is that? Well, because I sweat mm. and I can't stand it when sweat goes in my eyes so I don't care if I have a hat on or whatnot but I need a headband yeah okay so I've never noticed that your socks match but I'm gonna make note of that you've never noticed and here I I thought that the world was looking at how well I coordinated my outfit well normally I'm noticing that we have we match uh-huh. Because we'll show up both in blue and black or our <laughs> shirts, our World Vision shirts, That's or right. our homemade World Vision shirts. or Which I thank one you of for. Those things. Yes, it is a cooler fabric. Yes. That's good. That's good. Okay, so flipping over to wound care. Uh, well, let's talk really KT tape. Okay. So you are a big fan, as am I, of using KT tape or... Kinesio tape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it? Can, Kinesio tape. Kinesio tape. Mm-hmm. Um, I just go by the abbreviations. Sure, sure. GTS, KT. Um, <laughs> but anyway, taping, is there a brand or um, a recommendation that you have for the one that you think works best? Well, the the gentleman who originally uh, developed Kinesio tape, uh, his brand is Kinesio Tech's, uh, and I think it's Kinesio Tech's Gold is one, and there might be a lighter form of one right now, but Kinesiotex tape is his his brand. And I just find that it um, he developed the technology. He's advanced it a little bit more than some of the other ones have. Um, but uh, and he's got some training manuals with it. Um, so that's the one that I use. Yeah, and you can order it like in a big roll too. Sure. Correct. Oh, the big rolls are very very helpful, especially when you're taping all of your friends as well. <laughs> Yeah, Robin might be known to tape all of us at the at our training runs. Too. I have some on right now, by the way. You do? Okay. Well, sure. Oh, yeah. That's good to know. And when you're wearing that, do you wear it longer than just the run? Oh, for sure. Because its purpose is for anti-inflammation. Um, so it does not only for when you're running for as an anti-inflammatory, like a non medicinal anti-inflammatory but also afterwards when your muscles and and tendons are inflamed so that's why I like to keep it on uh, because it helps for that post-run inflammation so I think I had my marathon tape on for three days before I took it off wow my problem is I um, tape my knee Uh but then I I feel like it gets in the way of my shaving my legs well that would because you can't shave underneath the tape so um, so I take it off which yes. may not be recommended. Well, it, it wouldn't be recommended, but then... 
Okay, so how about, um, do you have, this is kind of a silly question, but band-aids. Do you have like a, a way that you like for just the normal person who doesn't have a severe wound but might fall and cut themselves? I might have done that once or twice. Mm -hmm. Is there a type of wound care for the commoner that you would recommend? Okay, so um, Band-Aids and scabs are just not words that we like to hear in my wound care community. Scabs are like a four-letter word. Mm. So that's why my brother and brother-in-law ended up in our parking lot. Do you um, not want to scab? No, scabs is dried up drainage and that is a lot of dead cells and that's not true healing so you know how you always have a scab that comes off on a little kid yeah and then the wound is still there yeah and then it repeats itself until but little kids are so their their bodies are so healthy and plastic that they can um, they can heal no matter what but as adults it takes a lot longer to think for things to heal with scabs because basically it's not true healing so, to your question, band-aids themselves are not good either because no they allow air to get underneath that. And air, in spite of what we were told as kids, air is not healthy for healing. So you want to basically mimic your skin over a wound, even if it's just a superficial scrape. So you, you clean it off. And then you put one of these moisture retentive dressings on that. They've got like silicone faced bandages, which are excellent. You can now get at Walgreens or CVS or anything like that. So just get a thin silicone faced bandage and okay. it'll really feel good. You can shower with it. You can't shave your legs underneath it, but you can do it when you change the dressing. <laughs> this is a very enlightening. Is it now? I didn't know scabs were a four-letter word. That's right. Well, you know, we'll never be out of work because of these concepts, right? That's right. Mm -hmm. hmm. Well, on that note... <laughs> There's a little PSA for wound care, right? I know. We've got it covered. Well, thank you so much for taking some time this afternoon to debrief the race and to oh, share great. a little bit about your story and then just mostly just for the gift of your friendship. So thanks so much. Well, likewise, Kelly. I just, uh, it was really great. Um, the day you walked onto the World Vision team and uh, just like me, you've never stopped. So and not yet. <laughs> not yet. We might have to hit another goal next year. Who Perhaps. Knows? All right. I feel Thanks like we so could. We, I think we could. Mm -hmm. What will it be? Hmm. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Kelly. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation with Robin as we broke down our race, talked about wound care, and talked about the community that we've found in running. I think we are both still on cloud nine from our new best times. My bet is that you even learned something new today, like I do almost every time I run with Robin. She is just the best. Also, another fun update. Kathy, who I interviewed on episode 15, qualified for Boston during the Chicago Marathon, and we are just so excited and celebrating that achievement for her. If you'd like to see pictures from the race, you can find me on Instagram at one of my favorites podcast. Also, if you enjoyed the episode, I'd love for you to share it with a friend. As you know, you can find me on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. As always, if hearing my conversation with Robin reminded you of a friend in your life, 
reach out and let them know you're thinking of them. I think that about wraps up this training cycle. But don't worry, Tokyo training starts tomorrow. Until next time, have a great week.